Hello, hello. Welcome to episode one of Wildly Basic, hosted by myself, Allie, and one of my best pals, Emma. Since the recording of this episode, we have settled on the name Wildly Basic, which is in reference to the fact that we are basic bitches, but there's still nowhere we'd rather be than in the wild, and that those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. On this episode, we're going to introduce ourselves and our podcast and chat with our special guest, Sydney. Sydney is a very experienced backcountry hiker and road cyclist who has also taken up skiing and bouldering recently. In this episode, she shares some of her experiences breaking into new outdoor hobbies and some of the challenges that come with that. Emma and I are new to this whole podcast thing, and so this episode does start off a little slow and awkward as we get into the swing of things. Stick with us, listen to it on double speed if you have to, I promise it gets more interesting as we get a little deeper into the White Claws. Anyways, let's get this show on the road. Just us putting our content out into the void and hoping someone gives a fuck. Welcome to Wildly Basic, a podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry, regardless of norms and expectations. I'm Emma. And I'm Allie. On this podcast, we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. Okay, um, hello, uh, welcome to the pilot episode of our podcast. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm Allie. Um, we're just two random girls who like outdoor activities. And um, I'm Emma. And I think I, you said that already. I did. But <laughs> I'm Emma. I feel our voices sound the same. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> and I am a 24-year-old who lives in Squamish, BC right now, for the summer at least, and I've been spending most of my summer climbing and running and cycling on the odd weekend here and there. Yeah, and uh, my name's Allie. I'm also 24. Um, also a friend of Emma's. We met when we were in our um, undergrad at UBC in Vancouver. I'm originally from Vancouver, but I live in Kingston, Ontario right now. And kind of similar to Emma, like, I would consider myself a pretty, like, normal gal. Um, But I like to spend my time outside of life responsibilities uh, climbing, skydiving, hiking, kind of just, like, anything outside is, like, better than inside, I would say. (laughs) Totally. So that's kind of, like, the angle that we're coming at this with. Like, when Emma and I met, neither of us were particularly, like, outdoorsy, I would say. Like, we, like, maybe dabbled in some activities, but then throughout kind of our coming-of-age years, like, in our early 20s, which I guess we're still... No, we're in our mid-20s now. It's official. (sighs) Painful. (laughs) My knees today told me so. Oh, God, my knees. Um... But we uh, it, we kind of transformed into, like, I would say a more true version of ourselves um, and, like, putting a lot more energy into our hobbies. It kind of started with hiking. 
I would say, and then we kind of branched out our interests from there. Yeah, and as you meet people, I mean, Vancouver's a super outdoorsy city with the mountains and the ocean so close, um, and kind of that temperate weather allows you to do so many things. Almost year-round. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just being in Vancouver really, at least for me, because I'm from Calgary, Alberta, um, it really just opened the doors to all these fun new activities that I didn't get exposure to growing up. So, yeah, like Ali said, we're kind of morphing into a more truer version of ourselves as we explore all these different activities. And that kind of sparked our interest in making a podcast about women like us who are just out here living our best life in the outdoors but aren't, you know spectacular at any one thing and we're just enjoying the process of exploring and improving um, ourselves and whatever activity is of interest in any given moment. Yeah and I think like kind of at least part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast and to be honest I don't think we really have a super solidly formed idea yet (laughs) of what this podcast is going to be. It's just a topic we're both passionate about. Um, I think as women and and other gender minorities and stuff in the outdoors are the minority and not necessarily always the minority in terms of just numbers of who's there but also the minority in leadership and in like mentorship and representation in the media and something we've kind of noticed is that there's definitely a lot more representation of women in the outdoors in the media these days but specifically like really high level sponsored athletes and I think people are kind of surprised when their women who are their sisters or friends or neighbors or their coworker are out doing like crazy cool shit on their yeah. weekends and they're just average ladies and like those are the people we kind of want to talk to on this podcast I yeah. would say and those are the women we want to like represent because they are rad and they are doing badass shit and they're not getting the same recognition that maybe their male counterparts are so it's just it's just a a really cool community that we want to highlight okay so um what I also wanted to say was um with this podcast we're not necessarily looking to highlight people that are at the top of their game athletically or within their discipline or sport but also just the people that are out there consistently like spending time outdoors like Emma and I for example yesterday we spent the day in Squamish climbing and we were basically just doing like five sevens and five eights all day um and like that is fine with us we you know we are aiming to be the female equivalent of trad dads which we have decided are called nut sluts so (laughs) anyway I mean just to clarify Allie was out here climbing five eight on trad I, on the other hand, was doing a full top rope, shamelessly, and um, I was just proud of my day because I managed to not cry on any of the routes I did or uh, take an hour and a half to finish one because that is not uncommon for myself, and I was very happy with my day, and I'm just happy I was out there, and I pushed myself. Honestly, Emma, I was very happy for you. I Thank feel you. like you were really in your zone yesterday and you, like I had some really, really good. good climbing. It yeah. really felt good to be like flowing up the rock and at one point I did this really hard bouldery move um like onto a shelf. Was that 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 route with the refrigeratory thing yeah, in the middle? Yeah. 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 And I had to like pull myself onto this like ledge 
but it was very awkward and I actually kind of stumbled a little bit trying to figure it out until I until I got my foot placement and I looked down and Brandon was like that was so sick and I was like thank you because up until that point I was trying to do anything with this rope hanging above me and it was just the most stressful awkward uncoordinated movement I was doing but this one I really felt like in the flow yeah. and I was like wow the this flow is state. yeah yeah and yeah. I really felt or I understood the reason people rope climbed. I was like, wow, this rope is... Rope climb. Okay, we need stop. to... Stop. Okay. No, it's a real thing. It's an incorporated... Okay, I'm sorry. We need to... Before we move on, we need to clarify two details. Number one, Brandon is Emma's boyfriend. That, that's who was cheering her on. I mean, I like to think the rest of the squad was also... I mean, you were busy yeah. doing some climbs yourself. Okay, true. Yes. Anyway, Brandon is her boyfriend, was blaying her at the time. Secondly... <laughs> rope climbing so emma originally a boulder has been bouldering for a couple years has been referring to other forms of climbing <laughs> as rope climbing every other and, form. and it's like mildly embarrassing i mean so is yelling on rock rock on okay. it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the same sphere of you know corny but it works yeah and rope climbing is an all-encompassing term because for our listeners, I am the only friend in our group who exclusively top ropes because that's the only thing I know how to do. Um, but I go out with a group who are very like comfortable lead climbing and now they're getting into trad climbing and I can't say like, oh, when you trad climb and I top rope and I can't say like, oh, when we trad climb because I'm not trad climbing. So I use the term rope climbing because <laughs> it makes sense. It's all encompassing. And I don't understand why it's so embarrassing, but everyone does make fun of me for it. Okay, to be fair, like, it's not as if I don't do things that you can't. Like, you roast me about a lot of other things, too. So. Oh, yes, please. No, keep roasting me. It's fine. But <laughs> I just want our listeners to know that I'm not oblivious to the fact that rope climbing is not a true term. But it's a term that works very well for me. And to be fair, it is a logical term. I will give you that. Yes. It does explain what you're trying to explain very well. So is nut slut. So we should really carry that forward. Okay, yes. Uh, once again, for the listeners, the listeners honestly right now, probably like maybe... Olivia like, and Liz. <laughs> okay, maybe Frank. <laughs> and my mom. Hi, mom. Um, and anyway, nut slut. We really want to perpetuate this term. I think it's great. It's for I told my roommates about yeah. it yesterday. They all had a good everyone, chuckle. Everyone we've told about it is on board. Not I'm slut. I mean, listeners, again, the five of you out there, <laughs> let us know if you have a better idea than nut slut, and we will take it. Also, side note, we are at a campground right now recording this pilot episode, so if you hear the background noise of our neighbors, that is why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of what we did today, though, like Ali said, we're at a campground, we're glamping, like car camping tonight. Be, um, this morning, Allie and I, we did a hike, Wedge Mount, wedge, yeah, Wedge Mount Lake. Yeah. Um, Sydney, who we haven't introduced yet, my bad, we can maybe cut that out, um, <laughs> did Brandy Meadows. But tonight we are glamping, and tomorrow we are going bouldering in Pemberton, BC. With our new friend that we just made. We haven't even told the listeners about him. Okay, that's this was my in to tell the listeners about him. Oh, please. <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> so, 
so anyway, we we had our bouldering guidebook out on our picnic table, and the park ranger came along to uh, to check like ID to make yeah, sure as that they do. yeah as they do yeah to check that you're in the right spot. And he sees the bouldering guidebook on our table and gets stoked. We just had a long conversation with him, and now we're saving a white claw for him for when he's off work at eleven. At eleven, and he's gonna join us uh, to boulder tomorrow. So that's our new friend. His name's James. He's um, from a town of 17 people. We thought that Northern was really, BC. Wi- really wild. Yeah. yeah. And he just bought his new house in Kelowna. Congratulations, James. Yeah, if congratulations. You are one of our five J- listeners. James could be your sixth listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, from the small conversation we had about his, like basically the Spark Notes conversation about his life that we got, um, he sounds like he does rad shit as well. Yes. And he has a partner seems who so I nice. His partner does rad shit. Yeah. Maybe one day she'll be a guest on this episode. Fingers yes. crossed. Yes. Um and yeah, we're just excited for James to A come and uh share our white claws and B come climbing with us tomorrow morning. Yeah, he seems like a very wholesome dude. We got we got a good life story from him and seems like good vibes, so Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should probably, now that we've talked about our new friend who's not actually here at our picnic table right now, maybe we should introduce Sydney. Oh, neighbors having a party. Oh, wow. I, I was going to say, James was like, oh, are you guys having a late night? I don't even think we can have an early night with these neighbors we have here. <laughs> are they having a good they're time? Having, it, it, it looks like they're borderline a rave. Yeah, like there are, there are colorful lights. Anyway... Okay, so let's... Oh, Okay, wait, wait. A white claw just spilled. Abort mission. Okay, hello. We are back. Um, We rescued the white claw quickly. Not too much of it spilled. Only a little bit. Now we're eating wine gums. So if you hear us chewing, not sorry. These are really tasty. And we will now introduce our friend Sydney. Uh, Emma, do you have anything more to say? Um, no, let's jump right in. We are bringing in our guest for this episode, Sidalopes. Um, Thanks for the plug, the Insta plug. <laughs> at Sidalopes. Um, Sid is a fellow outdoorsy gal with us. She's actually accompanying us on most of our outdoor adventures. I have a wine gum in my mouth. Swallowed. Um, and we just wanted to bring her on because she... Well, she's also just on this trip with us. Well, as well. But also, you know, we wanted to bring her in as our first guest because she's doing rad shit like us. Sorry, I didn't wow. mean to say make it sound like <laughs> you're only on this out of convenience because obviously you're going to be on this eventually. But we also just, uh, yeah, we're all together and we thought we could, oh, we thought we could bring her into the conversation today too. So, okay, you can introduce yourself. Though. You know what? Honored to be featured, the first featured guest on this podcast. So, thank you guys. <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to their introductions. They've summed themselves up really well, and it sounds like it's going to be a really exciting series. I'm hyped. Going to listen to every episode. Okay, now introduce yourself. I'm Sydney. I grew up in Vancouver, and I do rad shit with Ali and Emma all summer. I mainly hike. I got into cycling last year, so I've been doing lots of road cycling. And I go to the hive every once in a while to boulder. But yes, my adventuring started late. It was kind of at the beginning of university, thanks to Allie. 
I think she took Ooh. me on like one of my first like long hikes. Oh yes, yes. yes. Spectrum. Yes, for the back countries. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But before that, I never really did any outdoorsy things. So, yeah, I'm just really enjoying being a basic outdoorsy gal. Yes. Doing rad shit. Yes. yes. Okay. On Thanks the topic, on the topic of being a basic outdoorsy gal, here's a question for y'all. So one thing that I've noticed, at least in certain areas of like outdoor activities is that in order to gain respect as a female in the field at least to gain respect from male counterparts is that you kind of have to be broy and you kind of have to like talk the talk and walk the walk that like the dudes are doing yeah you know it's definitely a boys club that you are joining like as an external Exactly. Whereas, like, I do feel that all of us, we are, like, basic bitches. Like, we will roll up in our matching Lululemon outfits, but (laughs) also be, like, pushing ourselves as hard. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely love our Lululemon matching sets, and they go really well with our climbing shoes and our hiking boots and our multi-day backpacks, so there's no shame. But it's definitely true that you have to somehow embody the... Um, the male identity in the outdoors in order to gain respect and it's difficult too because like Ali was saying um, women and so many other uh, like gender racial minorities uh, they are minorities and they're not in the positions of leadership or mentorship so in order to even get your foot out it feels like you have to make allies with this like boys club and in order to do that you have to basically morph into whatever identity they have Mm -hmm. and it can be difficult because a you don't want to do that Mm -hmm. or b it's intimidating um and off-putting so you just you accept that you're never gonna jump into that scene yeah (laughs) well Sydney how about you you were saying you started late in the outdoorsing world so, what was your impression with jumping in? Like, who were your allies? Honestly, I never really fit into the broy kind of scene. And I feel most comfortable with, like, my girlfriend just because, yeah, I just never knew how to fit in and knew the lingo or anything. So, I thrive better as, like, a girl group. And I would like to be included a little bit more. And I don't know. I mean, I guess to be fair, like we've often as a friend group of a bunch of girls done a lot of that stuff so it doesn't even like these are things I would say for in a we've experienced but also that we've observed in other people like we're really lucky that we know a bunch of girls that we're really close friends with that like we would do literally anything with like we don't have to go do outdoor shit but like our friend group is into that and like we'll go on trips like with five girls like on a like multi-day hiking trip and so we don't have to worry about, in those situations, putting up any kind of, like, bro image. Yeah. We're kind yeah. of just, like, making our own dialect and um, Exactly. <laughs> and I definitely like, especially with this group, maybe it is because we're just five girls, so we have the numbers uh, to feel confident. But, like, we get out there and we don't care that other people are looking at us maybe funny or they're like, what are these basic bitches doing out here? We're just, like owning who we are and the presence that we bring and we're doing the things that we enjoy because we enjoy them and not because they fit whatever image you know that's whatever image is being given to us of the outdoors and what a woman should be in the outdoors but I mean I've gotten in like climbing for example 
is a sport that I got into, um, like, outside of you guys. Yeah. And I got involved through a group of boys. And I became friends with these boys. And they were climbing, so then I was climbing with them. And I definitely felt more of the pressure to be bro-y with them Mm -hmm. in order to, like, get invited on certain trips. Yeah. And, I mean, I see that in skydiving, uh, which is that... And this is, like... I know some super, super awesome girls who skydive, but uh, sometimes there's a little bit more kind of respect for skydiving skill shown to women who act more bro-y. Yeah. And um, then, you know, the girls that are a little more like what would be considered traditionally girly who were like dressed in the matching Lululemon outfits or like wear makeup to the drop zone will for the same level of skill, receive less recognition. And, like, no shade to the girls that are bro-y or not bro-y or whatever, like, you do you. It's That's not the issue. The issue is, like, the treatment by other people in the sport yeah. based on how you present yourself and not based on, like, what you're actually doing. Are you a safe skydiver? Or, like, in the cases of, like, more professional skydivers, like, what their achievements are, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that just goes into, like, why you have the podcast to show off, like, girls being empowered and kind of, like, changing the sport, being their own person, and you don't always have to be a bro to, yes. to do a sport. Yes. Yeah. And that's not to say that we don't... We're, sometimes we can be very bro Yeah. Yeah. But I also... I think what you said, Emma, about us being really comfortable just doing our thing and whatever that is like not really worrying about what other people in the outdoors are thinking of us that also comes from a place of like when we do these things like we do know what we're doing you know like when if we're going on like a multi-day hiking trip like that's something we're experienced in and like we're confident that we know what we're doing whereas it's really hard if you know I try to think about if you're a woman and you're trying to learn how to do those things and you're not in the position of okay I know what I'm doing so I can just do whatever the fuck I want because at the end of the day like I'm gonna be fine Mm -hmm. whereas like if you're in a position where someone's mentoring you or it's your first trip and you don't have that confidence of oh I know what I'm doing so I can look like a total dumbass because whatever yeah uh, and I mean we like Allie and I she touched on this earlier but we got in we started just hiking you know, and then it morphed into like, oh, let's hike and then camp and then hike some more. And then now we're over here and we're, you know, exploring all these other activities that um, might be a little bit more intense or higher risk. And those activities, I wouldn't feel comfortable just, um, you know, moving up by myself. Like mm-hmm. those, like certain activities like backcountry skiing or, you know, as I say, rope climbing, like those are activities (laughs) that I couldn't just, you know, wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to go do this by myself. I needed someone to go out with me and, you know, I wouldn't have gone to Allie who was at the same level as me and been like, oh, let's go figure out a rope system out there. Yeah. So those are the activities, the higher risk ones that you do need to start to look for mentors and it's, um, or we think that it's a little damaging not seeing women or other minorities in these leadership roles or these mentorship roles because it's intimidating to other, to, to, you know, beginners because they don't see themselves represented and they don't see space for themselves. And if the mentors, you know, are these white boys who are 
being, you know, broy as fuck, broy and cocky assholes, like I'm not gonna want to hang out with them either. So I'm not even gonna bring up the idea of me using them as mentors to get me familiar with an activity. Yeah, and I think I guess kind of my perception too is I felt this way about climbing because it's taken me a little while to get into climbing because I've climbed indoors for a couple years, but. This past year has been the first time that I've been consistently climbing outdoors. And my mentors have actually been male. But I think um, one thing in terms of looking for female mentors that has been challenging is that I meet women that I know that are extremely good climbers. That are just absolute ladies slaying the game. And it's like, okay, they're too good to be my mentor because it's not like, you know, they're not going to climb with me. And I like totally respect yeah, that so you shame. know what I mean and but or there's women like me who are super beginner and trying to break into the sport and it's there's kind of this gap in the middle of okay where are all these women that are doing these things recreationally they're not professionals they're not noobs like those are the people that are really good to meet because they're people that can help you get into the sport and take your first steps until you gain a little more self-confidence and like self-reliance but that can be hard to find sometimes and those are the people we want to highlight in this podcast mm-hmm. but bringing it back to sydney because she's our oh, guest oh. what activities do you enjoy what how about what activities did you find particularly difficult to jump into um or maybe those that you wish you had tried earlier um honestly like i've been finding climbing a little bit hard to jump into just because like you guys aren't exactly like in vancouver all the time and like i just feel like i don't fit into the community as much so it's like hard to kind of like put myself out and like i find the climbing gym like a little bit intimidating because I guess you're just going off doing your own climb and you have all these people watching you and it's like difficult to approach other people so but that said it's like kind of tricky and I haven't found it the easiest like to talk to people to ask for tips Mm -hmm. and I would really like to like kind of make my way into it more but I guess that's like there's classes out there that I could always take to give it a try yeah but I I mean even like an intro to bouldering course is still like anywhere from like 30 to like 70 dollars so it's not available to everyone and also like you shouldn't need to take a course yeah when you're already spending money to jump into a day pass yeah and and i also think um bouldering in vancouver at the vancouver climbing gyms it's a it's a very interesting kind of like microcosm because vancouver has a very large population of climbers that go up to squamish every weekend to climb Mm -hmm. and then consequently because there's a lot of people that climb in this world-class climbing destination regularly they come back to the vancouver climbing gyms and there can be this I find personally a little bit of an elitist mentality and because climbing has grown so much as well there's an increasing reluctance to help new people I find because you never know if this is a person who's going to do a couple drop-ins at the bouldering gym because it's a fad or are they really starting to get into the sport and they're new and this is something they want to pursue I'm sure though that it's like this in other sports because I like I said, I got into climbing through a group, and yeah, they were a broy group, but I will say that they were, you know, so supportive, and I was such a noob, and it took me years to even get, like, strong enough to do one hold on, like, a V0, 
and they stuck with me through it all and they were always super encouraging and supportive and they were teaching me how to do things and showing me the ropes so those people do exist we're not saying that they don't exist it's just can be intimidating when you're all alone in the world trying to find those groups who do you approach how do you put yourself out there it is super intimidating and I'm sure it's like that in so many other sports but like Allie you've done a great job in Kingston because Allie just moved to Kingston a couple years ago um, I think you've done a great job in putting yourself out there in the gym and trying to meet people like you're actively out there trying to meet friends I think so that first of all I think it's a little bit different because the climbing gym in Kingston that I go to is a bouldering co-op so it's volunteer run, it's members, it's really small. It's so small that when you're in that gym, like if you're not talking to the other people that are there, it is very weird and socially awkward. So like you don't really have a choice but to kind of get to know the other people that climb there. It's also a smaller city, a smaller climbing scene because it is Ontario. Um, it's not like in Vancouver where there's so much climbing accessible that it, it, it's a destination for people to move to if they want to climb more. So. That is kind of like a really unique, and it's been a really great situation for me to get into climbing. But it's so different depending on where you are and depending on what you have access to. And like, you know, no shade to the people that are just trying to do their session and don't necessarily want to like reach out to newer people. I just think that there are lots of different factors that can make it a hard sport to break into. Mm -hmm. I guess I just like haven't found my like group to that's moving at my pace because like I do enjoy like other sports and I do invest my time in other sports so I just need to find I guess somebody else that's or a group of people that are, like moving more at the same pace as me yeah you and just like also, like I don't know like Olivia and Liz don't boulder yeah maybe they would want to yeah and then you could bring them out show them what Learn it's together. like yeah. maybe yeah. yeah yeah it's hard with like because me Liz and oh sorry me, Sydney, and Emma have all bouldered together a couple times, but none of us live in the same city right now. So it's like, again, you meet people and friends that you want to go out with, and your life gets in the way, and whatever happens, and then you're kind of stuck at square one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of, we're back. Um, this is Allie, again. Uh, I was just saying to Emma that I think it's really important that we talk about all the issues that women face in the outdoors but I also want this podcast to be at least my, what something that I want for the podcast is it to be a space where women can just get together and like be real and talk about the shit they love to do and have it not be like a pressured environment to be or not be a certain way yeah and I mean not to reduce or minimize that the issues that women face in the outdoors like our last you know 15 minute conversation has been about but we want it to be a fun place like we want this podcast to be just like a, a place that people come and laugh and hang out and um so whether we're talking about issues you know societal issues or we're talking about all the fun little quirks that happen in the outdoors or our fun anecdotes like that's what we want for this podcast and I would love to just see it be a fun and safe place for people of all genders to come hang out and just find a community yeah um yeah I mean I think that's one of the things that we like about going out in groups of like our our really strong friend group that we have of like five of us women that have done some backpacking and stuff together is like it, I don't even know if I can explain it properly, but 
but we can just be super real around each other and it's just a really good vibe and like I think that that vibe is what I want this podcast to be yeah and to be fair a lot of that vibe is us talking about like nature shit nature shits and water shit and wa- aqua dumps like <laughs> Or like today, how to discreetly fart on the trail while your partner is falling behind you. Yes. How to deal with those situations. How to change a tampon outdoors. <laughs> that that could be a whole episode in itself, and yeah. it might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm good now with that. Okay. Should we end it there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Side note, we still don't have a name for our podcast. Yes, we're still working on that. Uh, yeah. A few titles that we have in mind. Um, also, I feel like we're still learning and finding our voice in the we podcast. Are. You know, yeah. this was our pilot. We talked to Sydney. That was great to have, like, a third voice in here. Yes. Just practicing, like... How to aura. speak. Yeah. Because it's so easy for Emma and I to just talk to each other because we're such good friends. But I know, it now feels, I'm looking at you and I know, I'm like, I can't, I, can't, I can't make eye contact with you right now. It's a little bit stressful. <laughs> also, our headlamps are, like, the red light late at night. So it's also, it also feels like we're on, like, an FBI, you know... Yeah, we're, like, in the back of a van, like, on a stakeout. <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> um, but, anyways, with that... I'm good to close it out. Okay, bye. No, bye, listeners. <laughs> That's no. Pla- Allie's classic. <laughs> bye, listeners. Thank you for being we a part of our first episode. We love all five of you so much. <laughs> we hope you come back, and we hope our second episode might be a little bit more polished. Who knows? But yeah, this this was very rough, but that's okay. This, rough and uncut. It can only go up from here, friends. On yeah. the next episode, see you then. Okay, bye. listening to wildly basic don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts we're also on instagram at wildly basic podcast our marketing director is emma our editor-in-chief is ali artwork by emma music and sound by ali co-hosted by emma and ali thanks for tuning in happy Happy trails. trails